Welcome back to the Compound Podcast. This is episode 139, 139, presented by Parse Rum. It's a great time of the year to have a little Parse Dakota. Thank you to the two people. I think we had two separate people tweet us. I was going to say, yeah, we had some confirmations. Yeah. And that's very much appreciated. I would also, I would like to start this episode by saying that Parse is amazing. And then I would also like to say that we, I have to apologize to the fans because we had some technical difficulties with the last episode. So it took an extra day to get it up on Spotify. We had a lot of trouble with Apple. This is a change that's happening right now. So hopefully the rest of the episodes will be smooth. We're really hoping this one goes up smooth and then the rest should be smooth sailing. Tom has been fighting people, um, but we're, we're hopefully getting to a good place where we can not have these technical difficulties again. A lot has happened. A lot has happened. Correa signed. Correa signed. Cubbies are hot. Cubbies are in it. They Cubbies just signed Dansby? Dansby. Uh, Dansby, Boxberger, and uh, Drew Smiley. Boxberger? I saw that tweet. As no longer a Cub, I can say. Like, I saw a lot of people were tweeting, like, oh, like, like that's going to fix it. I'm like, he had a really good year last year. Boxberger's like, a really nasty. good reliever. I'm pretty excited to not have to face that change that's up what in I'm the saying. division anymore. But I saw a lot of tweets from people being like, this is it. This is all we're doing. I'm like, I mean, it's a pretty good pitcher. People people are so. Oh, my God. If you don't sign. If if they wanted you to sign Correa, uh, Judge, Dansby, and go ahead and stick Xander at third just for fun. They're like, why did you guys do that? Yeah, like, I I get it. You're passionate. And sometimes fans are right. They are, Mm -hmm. especially when it comes to spending where it's like, hey, you know, sometimes you have to spend to get back into it. But at the same time, let's be real. Yeah. That's all. You can't get every, I mean, not not every owner is Steve Cohen. Like, that's just – he is, like, breaking the rule – not the rules, but you know what I mean? Like, he's just – and the Yankees, too. There was they a report – They have fake money. There was a report that the Mets were apparently sleepers on Correa. At the last minute, they came in when, like, nobody knew. I saw that. that they, like, reached out to him. Yeah, like, um, I think Rodon signed – since the last time, I don't think that was last week. I was going to ask right. Tom. I was yeah. going to ask Tom how you feel about. Let's start there. Let's start there. Yeah. Let's, start do, let's, do, let's do Yankees corner. How Call, do you feel say about, his name, Ian. Ian, say how his do you name. feel about Rodon? There it is. Carlos Rodon, the newest member of the New York Yankees, feel pretty good about it. Um, you look at that starting rotation. There are some questions. I think people might levy against someone like Garrett Cole because of his performance in the playoffs, but I would not be one of those people. I think you look at that rotation one through five and Frankie Montas, who was one of the top pitchers available at the deadline last year is now the Yankees fifth starter. Uh, That's pretty incredible. And the other thing that I think is really interesting is that Jordan Montgomery trade, which a lot of people were really down on in the moment. I always felt like I'd watch enough Harrison Bader to know how good he was, but it was interesting to see him once he started performing the playoffs, everyone kind of understood that trade that trade now with the context of getting Rodon as well really is a, I think a, a steal for the Yankees. Not that Montgomery is not a great pitcher. He's obviously was terrific with the Cardinals, but to get that kind of lockdown center fielder and be able to upgrade the pitching staff at the same time is really incredible. I mean, if you, if you're a team and you have Montas as your five, it's pretty good. Can you and tell yeah. me who their three is? Luis Severino. I've heard of him. Who's their four. He's pitching for team USA. That's your Cortez. He's a, Nestor's the three and Servino's yeah. the four. Okay. I mean, however way you slice it. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was I was missing their three because I knew it was Montas and Severino at the end. I, okay. in my head, I guess I was I'd forgotten 
I, I guess I don't even know what order you slot them in. In my head, Nestor's been so good that he's the two. So yeah. when you were asking about the three and four, I was trying to go down the list. I mean, but that's the thing you could argue. I think you could argue about the order of any of those guys after Cole. I, I see you shaking your head. I Just on money to start the year, Rodon has to be your two. That's fair. Strictly on paychecks. 100%. Like that, that taking away two. performance, like they're both very, very, very good. Paychecks alone, it'll probably go Rodon, then Severino, then Nestor to split up the left. And honestly, how yeah. long how long does a rotation stay like that for? God forbid, I mean, someone there's I mean people God get forbid, hurt. Again, like guys, gonna, get someone's hurt. gonna get hurt. There's gonna be yeah. off days where it starts a new stretch. Like if I'm the Yankees, I want Rodon facing as many teams as I want him getting as many yeah. starts as possible. Can we just he was quickly, been, though, he's, quickly, can he's we been an ace? Nestor, Nestor no, Cortez Tom. Jr.? No, you no. won't no one give him credit. It's Hold on. Four, four, I'm trying ERA. to talk about all right. I'm trying to talk about Carlos. Carlos uh, signs that big deal. He's been he's been an ace. He's been a number one for uh, the Giants, and you know he deserves to pitch on the second day. I would say what Nestor has done is incredible. He's been fantastic for the Yanks. He's been durable. Um, he's been very very good. But I think letting him throw in the three or the four, depending on if they want to split up the lefties or not, makes him. It makes his job easier and gives him a chance to just rack up wins against threes and fours. Yes. Can't we go off of like track record? Like this is like the first year that Nestor has started. Well, okay. What do you I was just going to point out that if you go back to 2021, since the start of 2021, here are Nestor Cortez's numbers, a 2.61 ERA in 50 appearances, 42 of those were starts. He threw a complete game, 251 innings, 266 strikeouts, the John Boy, the John Boy media people were mad that he was throwing in a game against the Tigers in 2021. They said that they threw the series away. So I don't, Ooh. I don't want to hear that. You know, you guys were on. I didn't say Nestor that. Cortez That's a company. Train. That's your company. I, I don't, I don't, I don't want. I don't want that. I, I don't. Hey. I called them out when, when I did a bit the, of bad blood. A bit of the bad blood game too. Um, you guys said you threw the series away. You threw Michael King. You threw Nestor Cortez. And look at this. You guys are up in arms because he's going to be the three instead of the two. I, it's a good problem to have. It's champagne problems for sure. Yeah, you're really grinding out over there, Tom. Sign, that is touch. a very good problem to have that you have Luis Severino as your four, who what two, three years ago looked like a future ace. Like he's had like injuries. Ma- like had Montas. Yeah. I was having – sorry, go ahead. No, no, I, I was agreeing with your point on Montas. Continue. Yeah, and like Montas, you know, I was having this argument with somebody. It's like, oh, yeah, his trade didn't work out last year. It's not like he gave up – didn't give up the farm. He gave up Sears, who's a lefty pitcher. I don't know if there's somebody else who is – who, again, he could, he's young, but he can be very good. Um, with your knowledge, knowing who they traded, wow. I think it's because we faced him. And you get him for two years. So, yeah, like last year wasn't great. He was hurt, whatever. Like you get him another year for nothing. And he's your number five? Like, yeah, do that every day and twice on Sunday. That is an unreal rotation. Who's who's the closer, though? Scott well, Efros comes October when it matters. Well, yes, isn't, other isn't than the, Scott, once he returns from Tommy John's, he promised us last week he 100% guaranteed it. He guaranteed it. Guaranteed yep. it. That is true. Uh, I mean – it's probably Clay Holmes right now. I mean, Clay Holmes, mm, if mm-hmm. he can find the form that he had for the first 12 months as a Yankee, he's, he's the closer. If it's not him, then 
you start to get a little bit, uh, I don't want to say dicey, but you start to get a, into some secondary. Oh, still, what do you, what do you do with a roll this? Like, he I don't. was going to say, does he just come? Is he a he's free a agent? free agent? He was a free agent. Oh, when he oh. Left. oh okay. I was going to say, does he just come he, back? And he's like, Oh, Hey guys, I'm back again this year. I think the Yank the Yanks will add a couple of veteran arms and try to build that out. They're not they're not done with the bullpen. Nobody in worst case they'll make some, they'll they'll make some deals. Like they'll go get like there's always one or two closers around deadline time that are like on bad teams and they'll go get one of them, I'm sure. Nobody's even started building their bullpens yet, really. No. That's that's why I'm a free agent cuz they're, they're they're waiting for me <laughs> to exactly fall. Right. I'm the first big domino to fall. You're the domino. Yep, that's right. Uh before we jump into Correa, Tom wants to talk about Roman. He said, he said, I really want to talk about Roman. That's me. Huge Roman guy. Known Roman guy. He likes the swipes. Do you want a better sex life? If so, you're not alone. Up to 50% of men have symptoms that get in the way of wanting or enjoying sex. But Roman is here to help. Roman is the digital health clinic for men addressing a variety of sexual health needs and offering genuine medication that helps you achieve and maintain a strong erection. Roman offers discreet wipes that help you last four times longer in bed. In men with low T, getting testosterone levels back to normal can help increase your libido. Roman offers testosterone tests. There's no waiting rooms. There's no hassle. It's a straightforward digital experience from the comfort of your own home. If medication or testing is appropriate, Roman will send it directly to your door. Everything arrives in discreet packaging with free two-day shipping. To learn more about how you can achieve your own personal sexual health goals, go to row.co slash compound. That's row.co slash compound today to get 20% off your entire first order. Row.co slash compound. We just got a we just got a tweet saying on Spotify I see the compound at 140 episodes. <sighs> Can oh, I God. tell you? I didn't want to get into this, but I did look in our back end and on the new we just talked about we switched uh podcast providers. It does give you a number and on on our back end it said 140, but I did not go back through and count. What's I don't happening? Know. I don't know. I don't, I didn't really want oh, to get into it, but now that the numbers are out there, I have to be honest with what I saw. Listen, before next week, I will go through and count, and I will give us an yeah, official number. I have plenty of time to figure it out. I was going to say I was going to do it, but Dakota, I really appreciate you stepping up. For you know boys. what? As my gift to you this Christmas, Zach, I will do it. I appreciate it. I, I, I appreciate it. Guys, let's talk about Korea. Another 41-year-old that will be making – He's rich. Million dollars. Uh, like what? Fourteen year, three thirty to the San Francisco Giante. Thir- thirteen three fifty. Like I said, thirteen three. What is it? Thirteen thirteen three fifty. What did I say? I, fourteen three thirty. You what said fourteen three thirty. I was like, I okay. I, I, I looked like it up I just said, now to make sure. Thirteen three fifty. Can I just say one thing before we dive into what this means for the would Giants? You, are you going to say him? that? Are you going to say that you would have a really tough time accepting that deal as well? Yes. Yeah. But let me tell you why. No, I think it's amazing that he went out, turned down somewhere in the neighborhood of three hundred million last year. We don't know exactly what it was. Something around ten for three hundred. I know they turned down last year. Seventy-five from the Cubs or Tigers. Okay. Oh, your sources told you that? Uh, that's what they said on Twitter. 
and you're cut. <laughs> and he turns that down, whatever that number is, you know, whoever got to the highest bidding goes out and makes 36 last year, I believe it was, or 35, and then signs this deal. So he basically made himself 14 years, 385 plus million dollars. Holy smokes. That deal to me, that deal to me was one, like we talked last week, how the giants were in on everybody. Like they were trying to get judge. They were trying to get Bogart. Like they tried to get everyone. And I think once they lost out on those guys, they're like, all right, fuck this. Here it is. Do you think you're coming here, Carlos? Do you think the Padres did something like that too with Bogarts when they were just like, Oh fuck. Like, yeah. Just take it. Just throw it, throw it, throw it at him. Because if you're offering that money, there was a lot of very good free agents this offseason. So it was like, all right, like you pick your guy, you go for your guy, you didn't get your guy. And it's like, all right, now we might have to overpay for our second guy just to make sure we get him. And the Giants did that like twice. And then Correa was like their third guy. They, they I mean, I'm not saying he was their third choice, but no, right. the way it looked. They sneaky had a good pickup with Hanniger too. So like they yeah. were legitimately in on everybody. And Hanniger wasn't that was like a very like reasonable contract too. He he was hurt this year. He didn't play much. Um, yeah, I think he missed before, a lot. Like he's over an 800 OPS hitter who I think over 150 homers or something like that. I could be wrong. That sounds right. He's had a little bit of injury issues, but he's been super productive when he's been in there. Can I can I um say something that I read on the fan graphs that I thought was interesting about inflation and where money is today. They were talking about how some of these contracts have come into play because teams can basically get better interest rates on their cash and that like long-term value, if interest rates stay as they are, these numbers aren't as big as you know what they appear to be because what the value of the dollar will be at that time. And I think it's a really interesting perspective. Like when you're stretching these guys out and giving them 25 million a year, 27 million a year, but over a longer term, like if you would have told us 10 years ago uh, that, you know, $15 million, you know, 15 by 10, you know, 150 would have been a big deal. But today, if that same guy was making 15 million bucks, that number wouldn't be like, you're not going to kill your payroll with somebody at 15 million bucks. So same thing here. What, you know, in 10 years, what's that $25 million going to look like for your payroll? True. I think it's more the age he'll be when he's making that. Oh yeah. Will be interesting. Like it's the same thing as Bogart's like when he's 38, 39, 40, 41, and he's still making 25 million. It's going to be like, whew, Hopefully we won a World Series in that time or this isn't going to look great. I mean, there's a chance that they have to eat between 50 and $75 million on one of those guys' deals. There's a chance. And that's just what teams have to do now, though, to get guys to come play for them and chase a World Series. Like, you can't just give someone, hey, we'll give you a four for $150 million, but you'll be a free agent again when you're 32. Like, hopefully you play well. Like, you have to give them these long years or else someone else will. Somebody will. Steve Cohen. Do you think do you think Correa in that middle of that lineup immediately puts them in a place to compete for the West? With I mean, yeah, Hanniger too. What who um, else is the West? I mean, Dodgers, Dodgers, Padres. Padres. So Dakota left because he was so over the conversation. But I will say that 
I am a little unsure of what the Dodgers, are, but I would like to say that their pitching is still going to be unbelievable. Yeah, even you would like even if they haven't gone out and signed a shortstop or replaced some of those bats, they're Go still going to have random guys come up from AAA, random guys that they developed you don't know who are going to hit 300. <laughs> they're going to be unbelievable. You're going to be like, be good. where did you they're find that guy? Good. He's hitting yeah. 350. And they still have yeah. Logan Webb, don't they? Like leading their rotation. <laughs> yeah. And how about the left side of the infield when you get fucking Correa and Brandon Crawford over there? That's what I saw Crawford's playing third. I was like, I know he's getting older, but isn't he like the best defensive I mean, shortstop fun. in baseball? Have I mean, you're basically hitting it with shift anyway if you hit the ball on the ground over there. So have fun. Well, did, did you see, not really changing topics, but the Bogarts interview? Yeah. They're like, hey, like, did they talk to you about if you're playing shortstop? And he's like, uh, the guy, I, I think I'm playing shortstop. He goes, <laughs> what position do you play? And he was like, uh, I'm, I'm a shortstop. And he's like, well, okay. It, it's different the way he puts it the second time. He's like, oh, well, yeah. there's a lot of shortstops on the team. Like, where are you going to play? He's like, I think shortstop. But it's true. That, like, that will be Tatis, interesting. I mean, I see Tatis going to the outfield. It's not interesting. Bogart's oh, you think outfield? Shortstop. Yeah, Tatis, Tatis is going to the way. outfield so he doesn't hurt himself. And let's see. His defensive numbers are not great. Who's their center fielder? The, they're Grisham. 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 I thought he played right. He's not going to play center. center. He'll go play right. Yeah. Tatis will go play right. Then uh, they need somebody to play left because Profar is, unless Profar signs back. That guy who played uh, shortstop, uh, Kim, Kim, right? Yeah. yeah. He'll he play had second. a very good year, but he'll play mm. second. Will he play and third then, and Cronenworth will play second? Or will Cronenworth play third? I think Cronenworth will probably play first. I was like, Cronenworth's an all-star. But Cronenworth, Cronenworth's a gold glover Yeah, in like three different spots. So Wherever you want him. Yeah. That would be really tough for him career-wise, though. Not tough, but like it's so hard to be an NL or an all-star. Even NLA, it doesn't matter, but it's so hard to be an all-star at first base. Like he, you have to he hit, has you chance hit 45 to be a, homers. Yeah, he has a chance to be a perennial all-star at second, but if they stick him at first, it's going to be Cronenworth's tough. one of those guys where we all have got – well, Ian might not because he's in the show, but he's one of those guys. I played against him in college, and it's like, well, look where he is now and look where I am now. Went very differently. He was a two-way. He was he throwing was, in He was their closer. Too. He'd he come in and close games. in triple A. He was disgusting. Wait, yeah. tell that story. Me or him? Both of you, I guess you both saw it. I didn't even know this. I played him when he was at, he played at Michigan and he would start at second base or I think he played second base for them, hit leadoff, was like one of their best two or three hitters. And then he'd come in and close games. Like it was like high school stuff. Like, oh, this guy is an absolute freak. They're like, hey, like you're, you're coming in, point at second base. <laughs> you, hey, yeah, you guys going to the pen? No, no, no. We're going to bring our second baseman in. Yeah. He actually did this in AAA too. Yeah. He, they were trying to make him a two way and then I'm pretty sure they like shut him down. What um, year was that? Nineteen or twenty? I want to say eighteen. Damn! And then he made it. And then he made it to the big leagues in twenty and hasn't looked back. But he kind of got there a little bit older. Dude, I'm pretty. I, I could be wrong here, but I'm pretty sure in eighteen we both broke with double A. He started the year like zero for thirty or like something yeah. bad, and they moved him up to get him a change of scenery. Hit. And then I think they sent him back down, but he I'm pretty sure towards the end of that year as well, he started to pitch. Was that with the Padres? No, no, the the Rays. Rays. It was Montgomery Biscuits. 2019, by the way, he had a 2.45 ERA. I mean, only seven in the third innings, 
but in triple a mm-hmm. pretty effective out of the pen he uh, he's, had- he's a guy if you go to the 14th inning and he comes in and you do a position player on the mound he might strike out the side i yeah. had an absolute blast with him in la and he actually he's a chicago guy so he's we live close to each other uh when i'm in town like i am now and uh i i'm trying to see him while i'm in town but he uh Get him on the pod, I, maybe. I want to get him on the pod because this is an electric, electric. Maybe, a ta- maybe tamper a little bit. Be like, hey man, yeah. you're a free agent pretty soon. Yeah, I'm like, oh, they Chicago's a pretty cool they city. They want to play you at first. <laughs> we'll play anywhere here. Whatever, <laughs> yeah, whatever you, you want. Um, damn, that's that's really cool. Uh, can can we get into the Cubbies? Let's can we do a little transition to Cubby talk? Your new teammate. Who's it brought to us by? It's brought to us by our favorites. Kendra Scott, did you guys get your Scott Bros stuff? Oh, I did I? I still haven't received mine. Oh my god! Oh my god. <laughs> I'm not upset about it. It is. I trust oh that. I trust god. it's on its way. There's a lot of packages going out this time of year. The and the roads are terrible in Michigan. I don't know where how it is where you guys are, but it snowed like a foot over the weekend, so it's okay. Damn, okay. I'm jealous. Oh, right? it's supposed to snow eight inches Thursday. That's great. Like bad. You're gonna have a white Christmas. That's sick. I love. I love it. But yes, back to awesome. Kendra Scott. Zach got his. Zach, Zach you think? say something nice about your Kendra Scott package real quick. Oh, it was awesome. I um, so unfortunately, I couldn't use this as a gift because my girlfriend heard us talking about Kendra Scott. So when it came in, I was like, all right, well, I'm not going to try to say, hey, I got you a necklace. Hey, I got you a bracelet for Christmas. Well, Ian made a good point, though, and you could have just kind of lumped it in with your other gifts and been like, oh, I also got you this bracelet. Yeah, but like <laughs> she heard it and she's like, oh, well, I know you got this for free. Like it just wouldn't have, you know. And well, but you no, didn't have she, to give it, was, it to her. You could have given it to your mom or something. Ooh, good point. Good point. You have to make you have to make the package bigger. So like what I did, Julia doesn't listen to the pod, so we're fine. But like <laughs> that is in I and I took so they sent us very kindly. They sent us a necklace and a matching set of earrings. So the earrings are in the stocking, and the necklace Ooh. is another box under the tree this so ain't your just, first this ain't your first christmas it's, you know it what? sounded like it was his first christmas though when he was saying that he's got to get moving on to shopping that's well, true yeah. yeah but sometimes you get lucky and kendra scott sends you a little package but listen if any guys out there are buying gifts or looking for gifts before the holiday quick one kendra scott is the way to go go to their website you can find a store near you buy better gifts this holiday season with Kendra Scott, it's the holiday gifting go-to. And they have jewelry at every price point that the women in your life will love. KendraScott.com. Can I also say that they sent us some Scott Bros bracelets, which is the men's line, and they are swag. The bracelets are awesome. Look at this. Look yeah. yeah. I'm pumped. Tom, are you jealous? Yeah, I was gonna ask you. Did uh, mine got lost in the mail, or like it's not? Yours is with I, yours is with Dakotas. Yours is with Dakotas. Yeah. with my parse too, right? That that's coming soon. I can't wait for all my gifts to come. This it's all too. we're we we timed it for Christmas. That's Tom. It's that's Christmas. Don't be greedy. It's kind of it's kind of how it's Tom, about giving, not receiving. Tom never wanted to send me athletic greens. And uh, Tom Tom took my athletic greens from my box the first time. Remember that? I did. Send an empty box of athletic greens. I heard that. All right, let's talk about the Cubbies brought to you by KendraScott.com. Buy better gifts this holiday season. You know what we need? We need a code for it. We got to we gotta get I know. a code. We got to give the people a code. My sister wants to buy code. some, and she asked for a code, and I said, just wait. We'll get you one. We're going to get the people a code so that they can get uh, some some money off. But don't don't let that stop you from going <laughs> and buying Kendra Scott product. Correct. But we're going to work really hard to get a code. Cubbies, make a splash. 
I don't know if you guys saw Cubby Twitter maybe about a week ago now, but it was pretty dark. I'm going to be honest, too. We talked about it maybe out here, maybe off air. He might be my favorite shortstop of the three. Four? Just uh, who was oh, Trey Turner, limit, too. Trey Turner went so one. early that I forgot about him. Okay. Um, Four. Just in, like, what you have said, Ian, from what you've heard from other people, like, just his personality. Like, he sounds like a guy you want in your clubhouse. I think he's going to be a very, very good fit. I think clubhouse presence, I think. But, you know, what's cool for me is that we got drafted in the same draft. Yeah, he was 1-1. One, one. Whoops. Oops. Uh, what were you? But, what were you? Just so we don't forget. Ninth. And one, so nine. It, was, it was cool kind of watching his career arc and like, you know, we played against each other in the minor leagues for a minute and, and, you know, he got up a half a year, year before I did and was able to become an all-star win a world series, have these last two, like really, really great years, win a gold glove um, and parlay it into this deal. And like, so happy for him and his family, his new wife, like they are playing professional sports in the same city together. Yeah. She plays for Chicago, right? Yeah, what? That's so cool. What? what? And I mean, uh, that had feel- to have been the easiest yes for Dansby yeah. in the world. But it's going to be really cool to have someone like, you know, you play your whole career and you play with people of different ages and you are friends with like really good friends with guys who are younger than you, really good friends with guys who are older than you. But to have someone who's kind of had the same career arc and career path, same age, like I don't know. I haven't really had that ever, I guess, like exactly that in, in my career. So I think it'll be really cool to kind of share some of that um and to have a guy who has experience like leading a clubhouse and being a part of that and like get to kind of do that together i think that's going to be really fun just like winning as a shortstop and especially bringing that to where he wasn't the centerpiece on that team um like he he didn't even have that good of a year until like the playoffs he had a few big plays a few big homer or hits in 21 yeah he was kind of nasty huh i think he hit like 28 pumps in 21, I thought he hit only like 240, or I don't know, but he hit close to 300 last year. Again, averages and, you know, but I think bringing 250 with 27 and 88 in 21. It's pretty good. But again, I think last year he was definitely more of the centerfold of that team. Yeah. And he had almost 100 rubies last year. 96. I think him and him and Nico up the middle is going to be awesome. And just from what I've seen, I don't, I don't know him. I don't know anything about him, but. From what I've seen and read, he seems like what you guys were alluding to before, like the clubhouse guy, um, always working, especially with Ron Washington on defense. Like, I just think him and Nico are going to be an absolute problem. Well, that's what I that's what I was going to say. He's only I think I just looked up Nico's 25 and Dansby's 28. Like, so it's not like, oh, like a mentor, like he's only three years older. But, you know, I mean, I feel like he's the perfect guy. Mentor with mentor with experience. Yeah. Hey, man, Nico can pick his brain and just like what it takes to win like Danzig Swanson knows how to win and like that's the perfect guy to pair with Nico and just kind of help bring Nico along even more than he already has and I also think I think those guys will feed off each other I think they're the same type of individual love baseball love baseball kind of cut from the same cloth just want to win don't care what it looks like and I think like they're going to feed off each other I think they're going to have a lot of fun um, playing up the middle together and really cool for Nico something like i don't know how to say this the right way or politically but like he just nico just got consistency up the middle for the last three years i've watched nico play for the last couple years with 
however many different partners up the middle, whether he's mm-hmm. playing short and there's four different guys playing second or whether he's playing second and there's a couple different guys playing short. So like for him to get that consistency, for him to have peace of mind, and then now Dansby also gets the consistency of having Nico for at least three years, um, which is something he's been used to with Ozzy. I think that's, um, I think that that's important and like kind of building the center of your field or building that so that guys know who's going to be playing next to them is a big deal. That yeah, is such I was going to say Zach can talk on that because he, Zach, you told that story of how, I forget who you did it with. I think it was with Kreidler where like you kept joking about the play of like, hey, if I dive, I'm flipping it to you. Like those are just little things that if you have the same guy every game, you build a trust, you know where they're going to be. They know where you're going to be. And you can Bro, talk like, about it more, Zach. Yeah, no. And we've talked about it before, Happy. You've talked about it with Nico when you're in left and he's at short, like you think that's a really good combination, but like up the middle, you talk like you guys think you talk a lot, like up the middle, you are literally talking every single pitch and that will go such a long way. Yeah. Dakota. I mean, that's huge, especially, you know, we, uh, we've talked about it so much, but like, Zach, can I ask you, what do you guys like? Cause I don't think the fans know, like, what are you guys talking about up the middle? Like when you're talking every pitch, what are some, yeah. Like I, I, I am almost like over the top with that kind of, what are you laughing at Ian? I was going to say, I thought you guys were talking about giving Kendra Scott gifts and wearing Ken and Scott bros wrists, uh, bracelets, but well, I mean, that would be, that was like closer, the first thing. Yeah. That's like the first inning. And then the, also the ninth inning is when you yeah. talk about that stuff. For sure. Or if like you see somebody like, wow, is that it? Is he wearing a Scott Bros bracelet right now? You know? Um, yeah. All no, right. Now but, tell the people what you uh, talk yeah. about in the second to the eighth inning. I, I am almost like over the top with it. I love being on the same page. It just makes it so much easier. You, you know, you're expecting somebody to be somewhere and they are. Um, but yeah, like you'll talk, you know, if, if you're expecting a certain pitch or if you both agree on a pitch, like things like that, you're like, hey, man, like he's got to go heater here or. Hey, he's late. Hey, I'm I'm taking two steps over. Like same thing that Ian does in the outfield. But I just think the more that you play with somebody, it just happens so much quicker. And he, like by the time again, like I've played a lot up the middle with Kreider, like Dakota said. And by the time I'm looking over to tell him, hey, I'm moving over, or hey, if something happens here, like I'm going out, he's already saying the same thing. And especially yeah. on cuts and relays, you know, and, and now it's gonna be even different with no shift because this is gonna be the first time in a long time that you haven't had to shift anybody or you can't shift anybody now. So like that cutoff becomes even harder to communicate for because you're running such a longer way. He has to be your eyes behind you where before you're basically playing right next to each other. And it's a very easy communication. You also like now without the shift, you're going to be, you're going to have to talk to your infield partner about how he's reading the swing and how that moves you within being the only guy on that side of the field. So, you know, if you're playing second base, you got a lefty and you feel like he's a little late you're asking your shortstop for kind of confirmation of like, I think I'm going to take a step over. You think that's right. And you know, it's instinctual. You kind of get in a rhythm with that guy playing up the middle. You know, I never got a chance to do it in the big leagues for, for long enough with a consistent enough infield to really feel that rhythm. I did a little bit with Riz when I was playing some second where I got a feel for how he was going to react to balls in that four hole. And like you, cause you are so close to that guy, like you build such a rapport um, and you feel like you really do, like, you know what he's thinking before he's thinking it, and he knows what you're thinking. You're communicating those coverages of second base, and, like, you're thinking the game within the game. Uh, and when you have two guys who are really good out the middle and really intelligent, it's, like, the most seamless um, 
kind of baseball IQ conversation that's happening on the field at any given time. 100%. And, you know, especially in the shift, like if you're three on the left side and there's a, double, or a guy in first and you're in double play, um, like that in-between ball, in, in between you and the second baseman, you have to say before that play happens, almost on every pitch, like, hey, remember, if ball sits in here, talk, 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 I'm going in front, you're going behind. Because if you the time that you don't talk, the time it's going to happen, you're going to look at each other like, what the fuck? And yeah. – like again, like I said, I'm over the top with it. Where especially if it's, you know, a three two one count with or three two one with a guy on first, and I'm like, hey, if he steals and the ball's hit hard to you, like throw it to me still, so we can get the guy at second. And I'll turn double play, and like I, I will legitimately say that every single time. Where it's like, as soon as I'm about to open my mouth, whoever's playing second's like, hit hard to me. I'm coming to you. Yeah, I know. Where, but it's like you cut. Yeah. You have you have to do that. And that's something that I, especially on defense, like you take so much pride in being in the right spot where if something is out of the ordinary, you both look at each other like, all right, hey, won't happen again. We know what we did. We fucked up. But again, the more times that you're on the same page and it's seamless, like you said, the way more crisp and successful your infield is going to be. The best middle infielders like excited for that play. They get like so fired up that it might might be a possibility. I, I got that's... yelled at by by Scope. We were in Toronto, and that, like he was playing first, and I'm pretty sure he was playing first. And it was same thing. Like ball hit hard to me, and I didn't turn it right away. It was just playing second. We always had second base rotating. Like it was either Willie Castro or Scope or Harold Castro, and you know you never really got in a rhythm. It's tough. And yeah, yeah. It's hard. He was playing scope was playing first. And that same thing where I didn't throw it to second on a steal. Like I didn't think it was hit hard enough. And you could see as I was throwing to him, he was like, fuck, like go to second on that. And then the, in the dugout, he was like, Hey, if there's every situation like that. Again, throw it to the second baseman. So it's an automatic out. And then you have all the time in the world to throw the guy out at second. Even if you don't get the guy out at second, you're still going to get the guy out at first. And especially the, with somebody who like scope, who has the strongest arm I've ever seen as a second baseman, even as whatever position he's going to get the guy out. Some people, some uh, times the front office, the, when you're making the lineups and the platoon stuff that people talk about, like, wouldn't, wouldn't it be cool to create one player with two players and make this amazing platoon. But like, you miss some of that, like building that relationship and what that means for the overall team chemistry and it's not quantifiable about those little plays and how they um, can go undone throughout the season but they do have a big impact especially when they add up and it's like it's in any sport like a wide receiver and a quarterback like they they go off script there was time i know i'm pretty sure dakota you saw this in the super bowl or no it was against it was the AFC championship game against the bills last year with the chiefs the chiefs and the bills and they, and, and and kelsey and went I, off script with mahomes because i know football <laughs> yes, Kelsey. They looked at each other like, hey, and this is not the play, but hey, if he goes that way, I'm going up the middle. And as soon as they got the formation, they kind of just looked at each other and it was the right play. And they drove down the field with 13 seconds on the clock. Like, I feel like it's also underestimated how much it helps to have a pitcher have confidence in your infield. Like, you know what I mean? Like, with those two up the middle, not saying that Cubs pitchers didn't have confidence in the past, but like, if you know, you're like, all right, we got these guys out the middle. Like, if I get a ground ball, they're turning. Like, that's a huge difference other than, oh, I got to strike out the world, blah, blah, blah. It's like it just helps having that confidence knowing, all right, they got my back. 100%. Can I give – can I keep fluffing Dansby, but this is the last fluff? Mm-hmm. He – his last three years, he's played 60 games in the 60-game season, 160 and 162. 
that out of the guy that is standing at shortstop every year, every day, is a big deal. Consistency in the lineup, knowing he's going to be in there every single day, no matter what, is a big, big deal. That's huge. And that's a guy the, the Cubs, I'm sure, uh, are going to plug him in the top of the lineup and it's like he's going to produce. I really am interested about what that lineup, just the order and what it looks like. Is he hitting two? Is he, who's leading off? Put Nico at lead off. Who's going where? That's what I say. Give too. me Nico Dansby Happer. <laughs> All I know is IH8's bad in third. That's, yeah. That's, what I got. that's where you yeah. put your best hitter. Freak, mean, yeah. Then you got Saya. He's pretty good. Wisdom. Where's Morel? Morel somewhere. You got, I mean, you got a guy. Belly. Where's Belly? <sighs> Belly's probably going to start in like the seven hole and he's going to be the most dangerous seven hole hitter in all of baseball. It's just the interesting, you know, it's an interesting, interesting. And you, I saw, um, you guys might have been linked with Tucker Barnhart too, huh? Who I, I got a, what do you, pick. I got a, uh, you pick. know what? Uh, Me I too. I think the Cubbies want Tucker Barnhart. That guy, you know, he was, so good to me. We talked so much during football season. Try to get the guy on two or three times, and then it's just like, what? Tuck, come on. Are you drinking eggnog? Uh, I'm going to be honest with you. It's eggnog wine. Jesus it's from what's Costco. What's happening? You put what's eggnog happening? in 80. I told you, inject it into my veins. I'll let it run through my veins. And that's that's episode 139. Oh, God. It's so good. Ah, Listen. Had a Christmas party this weekend. Had like four cups of nog. Can't get enough of this stuff. You know what I? You know what I'd wear if I had a Christmas party? Mugsy jeans. I'd wear Mugsy jeans. You know, I was I was actually flying to Chicago today. I have a good Mugsy jeans story. I was flying to Chicago today. A little early, early morning flight. I'll just say I took off at six forty-five. I was walking to the gate at six thirty. So that was a little bit aggressive for me. A little bit aggressive. I mean, well, you got uh, you got pre-check, no? I got pre-check, but don't worry. The uh, there was there was a nice weather delay, so I just uh, slept on the airplane for like an hour before we took off. But I noticed, I looked down, I noticed I had a little. I must have had a bloody nose at some point, and not realized them. But I had a little blood stain on my Muggsy jeans, which I was very sad about. But guess what? Code John Boy to get ten percent off your order plus free shipping. Mugsy.com. I uh, am going to use that code because I now need some jeans. But you know what? First, I'm going to try to wash them and see if I can uh, get the get the stain out because they are my favorite pair of Muggsies. They're like the light gray color. Right now, I'm wearing the dark gray color. Best stretch in the game. Actually, the best jeans you can ever get. This is... I've never been more passionate. That's not true. I am passionate about everything, but I am very passionate about Muggsy jeans. How 10% you off the- your order plus free shipping. How pissed, you the, how pissed were you the whole rest of your travel that you had blood on your pants? Like that would rattle me the whole rest I, yeah, of Yeah, it was head. just something you kept looking at. You know, I'm just looking down. I, I, I would nonstop just notice that blood. Just going, how did that happen? Shouldn't it's be picking your nose, man. Where did that happen? Could have been that. Could have been that. Dakota, you know what Dakota else, you know what else I would wear to a holiday party? Nose. My Scott Bros bracelet. I do get some bad bloody noses. Have you guys ever been bracelet guys? Like, have you I, ever... Oh, you had double bracelets? Oh, you got band and a bracelet. <laughs> Tom Tom putting up the two no bracelets was amazing. Can you please clip that? I need you to clip that and I want that to be an ad for buy Scott Bros for a friend that has no things on his wrists. Double double naked wrists there from Tom. 
what's next on the free agent market here, guys? The catcher's got to go. The catcher's got to go. Do you ha- still have some bats out there, some sneaky bats? Turner and um, oh, Turner J.D. Signed. Martinez went. Yeah. Turn, I, J.D. Martinez was the one I saw, and I was like, I don't know what he did like the and last Brantley. year or two, but I was like, that's all he got? Like, uh, I thought he'd get a lot more. He was an all-star last year. That's why I was like, he only got, I think he got 13 mil. Like, I was like, My theory has to be that he just wanted to go with his hitting guys in L.A. and said, yeah, I'll take 10 mil to mm. go hit 400 again. Good. Must have been. 117 OPS plus. He hit... 274 790 OPS. That's good for a 117 OPS plus 16 homers, 62 RBIs. He still got almost 600 plate appearances, but a little bit of a, I think, really good first half. Maybe not quite uh, as strong of a second half if I had to guess on looking at the splits, but um, still a very good year, still a very good hitter. Uh, that was a, he just, He's just DHing a lot. I think, you know, he DH'd literally every game he played last year. So that's that's my only thing. Did I did we ever talk about Willie signing with the Cardinals? Whoa. I don't think we did. We did not. Okay, go. I want to hear what you think. That's your arch nemesis. That's probably the biggest rivalry that the Cubs have. That's where he went. Arch nemesis, a little aggressive. I mean, would the Cardinals not be your biggest rival? I think they are. Arch nemesis seems like they're a supervillain. That's the Red Sox compared to the Yankees. Like, you think we like the Red Sox, Tom? Hell no, we don't. Can I just give you J.D. Martinez's first half, second half splits real quick? You can. 302, 368, 481. Good for a 140 OPS plus. That's kind of a messed up. I don't know what's right about that. It seems there's two OPS plus numbers. I don't understand what they are. So I'm just going to say he had a 850 OPS before on the first half and a 701 in the second half. So. And he doesn't walk either. So like that's basically all slug, right? Uh, or does it he looks walk? like it looks like he had a yeah. I mean he had 302 and a, a 368 on base. So yeah, what was a slug? 481. Yeah. So. Yes. No, but and, and correct, that's like, Zach. But that was very high. That was also very high slug in with the dead ball. So I'm very happy for him uh, that he got himself a five year, five year, five for eighty five. Yeah, glad he got a five year deal. Glad he got the years. Glad he got the the insurance. And you know, he deserves a three time All Star starting catcher. He deserved to be paid as such. I'm very happy that he seems happy. I think he did really look up to Yachty, um, really respected him to be able to be the catcher that goes in and replaces him, I think is a really cool thing for him. I think getting to play with uh, Goldschmidt and Arenado um, and having those guys in the lineup with him is going to be awesome. And that's a pretty good three, four, five, two, three, four. However, they shake that out um, with with O'Neill in left, um, two, three, four, five, two, three, four, five. However, they mix those guys together for two through five is very good. And Tommy Evans probably leading off. Are you pissed? No, I'm happy. Are you sad? I will miss Willie as a teammate. We got to play together for a long time. It's one of those things where you realize. Like towards the end there, uh, you realize that you play with someone for so long because like you just you come to work every day, 
and you just feel like they're going to be there forever. And then at the end, you realize like, oh, shit, we've just played together for six years. Like, this is pretty nuts. That is crazy. Ian, can I ask you, watching all the the talking on the Cubs and when they signed Dansby and stuff, your name now gets thrown out, thrown around a lot. You're one of the longest tenured Cubs. There's only one. I am Cubs. the longest tenured position player Cub, Tom. Okay, yes. don't get it twisted. Tom, I'm sorry. I, didn't mean to, I was I didn't trying mean, to fluff I mean, you I mean, up, but apparently it's not the way like you that, wanted. Tom. I may snap you like that. I'm sorry. You didn't fluff him up correctly, apparently. I know. I was. I thought I was giving him a fluff, but apparently. Come on, come on, fluff me, fluffy. I'm ready. Come on, fluff me, please. No, 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 fluff over. Please, come on, come on. I just wanted to ask you, what's it like to go from you know a couple years ago? We we talked about 2019 was obviously a difficult year for you. Yeah. Spent a lot of time in Iowa. Now, just a couple years later, obviously we've talked about all the accolades, but just the fact that you have this role in the team that you do what does that kind of mean to you right now real 19 is not a tough year because otherwise you wouldn't have this we wouldn't have this pod uh so you're welcome the uh, you know i think it's it's weird in baseball how some of that stuff can happen where you can go from feeling like a young guy um or a piece of the puzzle to kind of um having been there longer than everybody else and feeling like you um are representing like kind of what that group meant and so to be to be there in my career, it's kind of, it's been a it's been a strange realization the last year. Like even even last year, kind of being one of the more older established players. Um yeah, but to be the longest, because when Willie left, I became the longest tenured position player, then obviously Hendricks on the pitching side. Um so it's uh it's pretty nuts. And uh <clears throat> to think about all the guys that I came into the league with and had an opportunity to play with that um wore the uniform and then to be kind of one of those guys that's left i was kind of i was in wrigley today and did a little spin around the locker room to think of all the different names that had been at all the different lockers big name big names too dude you look around that locker room and rizzo bryant schwarber lester lester lackey area hav i mean john jay descalso uh kimbrell Brendan Morrow, Wade Davis, like Aroldis Chapman. I was not there with him. Just kidding. I didn't mean it. Wilson, you know, Wilson, dude. So, I mean, Jan's a World Series champ and just like so many dudes. And that's, I'm definitely missing people. That's the crazy part. Like David Robertson, like you, you miss people, but like that amount of us. Scott for us, the amount of talent that we had, the amount of different people that came through um, and made an impact. And you just kind of think about all of those groups. Um, pretty, pretty uh, kind of surreal to think about all of the different guys you've played with while wearing the uniform, you know? Well, and exactly like this year, like you get new guys. Like now it's like, oh, yeah, Kingsley Swanson, he's pretty yeah. good. Cody yeah, Bellinger, that, he's pretty yeah. good. Now you get like Bellinger's a former MVP. You get Dansby who's a gold glove um all-star shortstop. You get, you know, Stro over there, Smiley's coming back. All those guys. It's like uh it's just nuts to kind of think about how how that the fact that I've been there since it was the former group that won the World Series to now what this new group will be, whatever that ends up looking like, to have been a part of both. And I think I kind of get to to see a little bit of what it means to be that, you know. To have been there for that long, to have been there long enough to see both sides of it is a, is kind of a cool thing for me to be a part of. You know what you know and, what I view this as? A lot of potential compound guests. You big said names, it smart. Big you said name it. compound guests. 
you know what I might do for all of my my friends, my new friends? I might get them a friendship bracelet from Scott Bros. Kendrickscott.com. Hey. Imagine if I was handing out friendship bracelets on the first day of camp. Holy smokes! What I once you win that, teammate. once you once you get your arb deal, you better have some gifts for the boys. In hey, spring. that's a good point. Yeah, but we got some we got some well paid we guys, guys rolling around. Some, hey, Dansby, the pressure's guys. on you. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Stro. Dansby. I mean, let's not forget Belly's making about seventeen and a half. He might he might say hi to us with a nice little welcome gift. Um, that's Sloan episode one forty podcast. Oh, let's do Sloan screen time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Is this your first episode? Poor no, last guy. episode of the year. He almost forgot about it. Oh, oh God, I was on a flight today. What did I do? Oh five, five hours and two minutes. Oh it's loading. Mine's loading. Hang on. Well, remember, Ian flies the plane, so he uses maps. That's right, right. <laughs> uh four <laughs> hours one four hours one minute. Let's go, baby. That's a good day, Dakota. Five hours, 11 minutes. I, I definitely got the win. 641. Ugh. Let's go. Ugh. That's the he worst half of the year. He flies the plane, folks. Last episode of the year. Finishing uh, soft. Last episode of the year. Couldn't have been worse. Yeah. Could no, not have been worse. That's, that's 231 on messages, though. What's the fair, what's the fair question? It's an off. It's an off-air question. Okay. I was going to ask if you fly first class when you fly commercial or not. Let's wrap this pod so that we <laughs> have our, our off-air That's a questions. yes, folks. Episode Woo! 140 of the Compound Podcast brought to you by Parse Rum. Go get your Parse for the holidays. Thank you all for an amazing 2022 for the support for all 50 episodes. We love you, and we'll see you next year.